You're listening to MND Matters, a podcast from the MND Association. Welcome to MD Matters, brought to you by the MD Association and sponsored by Toyota GB and Toyota Financial Services. Hi, I'm Helen and I'm a regional fundraiser at the MD Association. In a slight change to our normal MD Matters scheduling, throughout January we are bringing you four shorter weekly episodes. Each week, we'll be talking to one of our awesome fundraisers about why raising money in the fight against M&D is important to them and how they do it. The episodes form part of our hashtag Takeover M&D, our campaign encouraging people to start the new year by signing up to fundraise, whether that's by setting themselves a personal challenge or organising their own event. Our guest today is Luke Robson, who has set himself a year-long challenge and I'm delighted to welcome him to tell you all about it. Hello, Luke. Hi, Helen. Thank you for uh, inviting me on the podcast. It's a pleasure to be here. Can we start by asking you what inspired you and motivated you to fundraise for the M&D Association? Yeah, so um, it all started back in August 2021. That's when my mum was diagnosed with um, motor neuron disease. But she has been unwell for three or four years now. So it started out where she'd lose her balance and it progressively got worse and worse to the point that one day she fell over in the garage and ended up breaking her leg. So we knew that something wasn't right and she was in and out of hospital a lot. And eventually, I remember one day my dad just came into the conservatory where I was working at the time and told me my mum had been diagnosed with motor neuron disease. So a terminal illness and it's a very, very tough thing to hear and following on from that I think anyone that has had to hear that the hardest part for me was that first conversation with my mum after being told that she was terminally ill and um, she was she was napping at the time because she's very tired all the time so she always sleeps during the day so when she came downstairs I just didn't know what to do didn't know what to say and it's tough I remember we just hugged and cried for what felt like hours and then eventually I just made a joke and said you've gone and done this on purpose. So it's me that has to look after dad when he's older. And we had a little giggle, ab- giggle about it. But I, I think I'm pretty mentally strong, but even the first month after hearing that, it's not something you're ever prepared for. It's a very heart sinking moment. It's hard. The month after that, I felt helpless, lost and confused because I wasn't prepared for it. Certain things, so it was my one of my closest mates weddings the day after. So I went to the wedding and I was happy. I was with all my friends having a good time. But in the back of your mind, you're guilty. I, well, for me anyway, I felt guilty for being happy. How can you be happy? You've just been told this. It, even though I've been told something awful, I can still I can still be happy. So I started learning about MND. I remember being on the website and that's when I found the tab that said fundraising. And that is when the alarm bells in my head started ringing. Like, right, well, Luke, you're going to start fundraising for M&D. This is, this is what needs to be done. And then I found myself, suddenly I've signed up to run 1,825 kilometres a couple of months later. Um, but that's what, that was the scenario. It, it is hard. So I'm 28 now and I'm an adult, but I consider myself to be just a big child, really. But you do have to grow up incredibly quickly in these situations. And you have hard conversations with my mum. I've had conversations with my dad, my younger brother. I am growing up I'm learning to deal with things like this and it's still it's on a, a learning curve isn't it it's an experience and and sadly one day our parents aren't going to be here it's just how you have to deal with it and I have chose 
or lent on fundraising to help me through that and it's definitely been one of the best decisions of my life so well big big love to all your family you you mentioned at the very end then that the total um distance that you have signed up to run but you're you're not running it in one go you're actually running 5k every single day for a whole year that's 5k for 365 days why why did you decide that that would be your challenge so I've done a few weird things in in the past where I've run a long distance for no other reason than to prove my friends wrong so there's no motivation behind it I think I'm probably overly competitive I went on a lad's holiday and did three days drinking and got obviously very drunk for three days came back to England and I haven't been training or anything and I remember just saying to my mate oh, I'm going to go on a run and I remember him saying um his name's Harry he said oh, I bet you don't run 10 miles and I was thinking what do you mean I won't run 10 miles and I didn't say anything to him and I went out and just ran a half marathon I ran 13 miles and I just just to prove him wrong there's no other reason for that but I proved him wrong it wasn't quick and it wasn't it wasn't nice but I just wanted to prove him wrong and I, I did and then another one that stands out for me is during lockdown I used to play for a football team called Cresby Rovers and they're the group of lads that you'll see on my Instagram account that run with me regularly so a brilliant group of lads I'm still really good friends with all of them and we just started challenging each other to see who could run furthest in a week and so we were doing it for six or seven weeks and like the average winning distance was probably 20 miles. And I remember one week I just thought, you know what, I'm, a, I'm really going to push the boat out here. And I remember just in, one, in seven days I ended up running 41 miles, I think it was. I just did it just to prove them wrong. If things like that, when there's no motivation or emotion attached to it, I knew that I could run a longer distance. And I knew I wanted to fundraise. And like, I, I, I do consider myself to be a reasonably fit lad. I look after myself. So if I was, I think my, my family and my friends know me best. I want to raise as much awareness and as much money for MNDA as possible. And I needed for me to do that. I feel I need to do something that challenges myself. I've only run five half marathons. So I've done a few weird things, but I've never officially done a, a marathon. So, but if I was to tell my family and friends that I'm going to run a marathon for motor neuron disease, I like to think that none of them would think I couldn't do it. So I, I wanted to do something that when I told them I was going to do something, I wanted them to be surprised. And that's the reaction I got. I've seen a few people do this challenge before. I remember driving and we were driving on the car on the way to um, a restaurant. It was me, my mum, my dad and my brother. And I remember just throwing out that I just said, do you reckon I could run five kilometres every day for a year? Instantly. No, no. My brother again, what are you going to do if you're hungover? That was that's the reaction I got, but that's what I wanted. I wanted, like I said, with the other challenges, it was the other running, it was to prove prove them wrong. And then I remember saying to my friends, "I'm going to run five kilometers every day for motor neuron disease." And it was it was never a you can't do that because my friends aren't going to tell me that they're they're going to fully back me. But it was all like a shock. It was a, a step back. There was never you can do that. It was just I. That's a long way, Luke. I hope you know what we're doing. So that's how I came to the idea that this is this is right for me I reckon I can do it it's the commitment that's that's what amazes me is you you can't have a day off I know you said you know your brother said what if you're hungover well genuinely you you can't sit if in bed one day and say no you can't have Christmas day off you can't have your birthday off <laughs> every single day for 365 days you are going out and making sure you tick off those 5ks how how are you finding that kind of 
not giving yourself a day off, finding that motivation to go out every single day? It's, when I prepared for it, I prepared for the physical side. So it was all, I've got a few running friends that are far better at me. They used to run for Great Britain, a few personal trainers. And I remember just firing questions out there. But look, guys, I want to do this. Am I being, am I being stupid, essentially? Is it because I, I want to do it? I don't want to fail. And they said, well, you have to take it seriously. So I was preparing for it. And it was all the physical side. I didn't really think about the mental side of it. It is, some days are hard. Um, there's the few, there's been a few weeks that have been very challenging, but you have to remind, I remind myself why I'm doing it, remind myself of my mum and everyone else that has motor neuron disease. I'm never, I never, won't say I can't be asked because I enjoy the running, I enjoy every aspect of this fundraising, but it is nice for me to go on to check my um, donations because I've got so many people donating to me that I don't have a clue who they are. Someone called me a role model the other day and I've never experienced that oh. in my life, but that's such a nice thing to be to, to hear and it's it's a weird thing to hear as well because everyone it's weird to hear compliments like that but that's just the extra motivation that spurs me on to go out and do it so I'm on my 20th week now but there's three weeks that have stood out so week two so the second week of me running was I started August the 1st so the second week was the heat wave so every day was 35 degrees madness for seven days and that was hard it was right let's wake up at half five still 28 degrees oh. still 29 degrees we wake up at half five go out do it and it was fine I remember being that week I was miserable and tired because even though I was getting out and doing the run I'm going to bed my room doesn't have air conditioning it was 30 degrees plus in my room so I'd have a terrible night's sleep and then suddenly I'm up and out up and running so that was a really tough week but got through it and then funnily enough week 13 so this is when I caught tonsillitis. Oh, it's unlucky. Week 13. Yeah, it was just, it had to be. I woke up one day and um, I called the doctors and I, they confirmed it was tonsillitis and I was on antibiotics for seven days. So that week was the most mentally challenging week I've had. Um, I was knackered. I was, I lost loads of weight. I'm a pretty scrawny lad as it is. And then suddenly I've lost a kilogram in seven days. Um, but that week was all recovery. Everything went out the window. It was just, let's get, let's focus on today. So spend 23 hours in bed, get up, get your running kit on, go out and run a disgusting run, come back, shower, back to bed. And I, the, the, the one thing that worried me was, am I pushing myself too hard? That Am I never going to recover from this? Yeah. But four or five days, I managed to start picking myself back up and we got through it. And week 14, I was back to my normal self, back enjoying running and back to raising money again final week that's the tricky one is uh week 20 so i live in cheltenham so it's currently a foot under snow the roads and the pavements are ice rinks it's impossible to run and it's minus seven minus six minus nine minus eight every day is minus ridiculous temperatures so this is another tough week that i expect obviously i'm running every day for a year so i expect there to be snow at, at some point but this is a bit of a joke how 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 much snow there's been and how um it's just frozen for five or six days after I think it's probably the worst we've had in years the first day was enjoyable it was pretty every run is pretty but and it's beautiful outside but it is tiring on your legs it's it's tough I do find it tough and my calf muscles are hating me right now running through the snow but I'm loving it so
This month, M&D Matters is supporting the M&D Association's Take Over M&D campaign. It's time for us to take over M&D. Be a hero this January and sign up to join or host your own fundraising event in 2023. Help us fund vital M&D research while providing care and support to all those living with motor neuron disease in the UK. There's an event for everyone. Visit mndassociation.org forward slash take over MND to start your journey. I think all of our listeners will realise what the commitment you're giving when you're saying, you know, on some weeks you're running in 35 degree heats and then now as we're in the, the dark depths of winter, you're running in, in yeah. minus seven. But the challenge even though you're you're putting yourself through that, didn't always go smoothly because you started it once before, didn't you? And then you got injured. Can you can you tell us a bit about your injury and and how you how that impacted your challenge and then how the challenge started all over again? Yeah. So this is funny enough my second attempt of running five kilometres every day for three hundred and sixty five days. So the first attempt it was going incredibly well. But on day 47, Thursday morning, I just texted my mate Laurie saying, do you want to run with me this afternoon? And I stood up to get a pint of water and I slipped a disc in my lower spine. And it was the most excruciating pain I've had in my life. I've broken a collarbone and everything. It, that doesn't compare to this pain. Um, I collapsed on the floor, my living room floor it was, and I couldn't get up. I couldn't stand up. I couldn't move. I couldn't, I couldn't even get onto my knees. And my dad came around to my house and tried to pick me up. And it was impossible. I, I was screaming. I nearly fainted. The pain was that bad. And it was it was worrying. I felt I felt terrible because although I, I know although I know I haven't, it's hard to not feel like you've let people down. I know I haven't, but you do feel when the challenge was going so well and I went from being the fittest I've ever been to not being able to stand up. I couldn't walk. I went back to feeling helpless and a and not confused, but just gutted. I was absolutely gutted. That's what I put on my Instagram story saying I was gutted. But it was got to the point where I couldn't stand up. And yeah, so I spent 48 hours on my living room floor. I couldn't go to the toilet. And then it, and then it was essentially, I don't want to say I learned to walk again, but I had to have a waistband around my waist to give my back support. The pain is so bad. Like it overrides your mind. So I knew I wanted to... Um, so day 47 in comparison, that may sound like a lot to some, but for me, it's 12% of day of 365 days. I'm not deep into the challenge. I've not achieved what I wanted to achieve. And the biggest believer in myself in this running is me. So I've been getting sent all these messages. I, was, I had my brother message me saying, oh, if you want, I'll carry on the 5K for you. For you. And I'm thinking, no offence to James, if you're listening, James, you can't run that. You can't do that. Um, <laughs> So I'm getting sent all these nice messages and I just knew that there was, only, there was only one ever option. It was to start again. So recovery took way longer than I thought it would. But then again, I couldn't rush back into it. I was a bit apprehensive about coming back onto Instagram to say that I'm starting again because it's hard. I don't want to make a fool of myself. Not that failing, fail, I don't want to say failing, but not that not achieving what I want to achieve for the second time would be demoralizing especially when I'm putting it all over social media for everyone to see but like I said I'm the biggest believer in myself that this is possible or I can do it and it's been the best decision again I've, I've I've started again from day one my second attempt I found the motivation determination to go again and I'm now on day 100 and 
I've, what am I on 138 now? So I'm over a third of the way there. And it's about setting small goals. I'd, I'd be a fool to go, oh, I've got 220 days to run. Yeah. I don't I don't look at it like that. I always say that I have good days, I have average days and I have bad days. The good days, you can picture them, you can plan a month ahead. You can get excited about what you're going to post on Instagram. You can have a play around with how else can you raise money. You can think about the bigger picture, essentially. The average days, so these are the days where I just, I've, I'm, I work a full-time job as well. I'm, so I do this outside of outside of work. It, I just, I'm, I'm enjoying the run. I'm just thinking about today and maybe a few days ahead. They're, they're fine. They're good days. They're average days. And then the bad days are when you just focus on getting the run done today. But with the tonsillitis, it was right. Let's make it to the next half a kilometer. Let's make it to the next corner. So it's just about breaking the challenge down. Set yourself small goals. So, like I said, I'm on day 138 now. So my next big milestone is day 183, which is I'd be halfway of the challenge. So I've still got 50-ish days to go, which is a lot. You meant you mentioned earlier that somebody on Instagram called you a role model, and I think just listening to you, and I know the uh, M&D matters podcast listeners are going to be feeling the same it's it's inspiring and it's motivating what you're doing and and you're doing this to raise money in in honor of your mum how do you hope your fundraising is making a difference so there's a few things that I wanted to do and it's not necessarily where the money goes and what the money does it's about how it makes makes people feel so essentially obviously the, the end goal is to find a cure isn't it we want the cure we want to save people's lives so that is Put the money into research that's the end goal isn't it for, for for us all but if you take take a step back from that it's just the support for people who are living with motor neuron disease for the people that care for people with motor neuron disease um obviously others and i know where a lot where the money goes so people that are losing their speech they get to save their voice and everything like that so it's just about essentially making the people's lives who have mnd have a happier life and it's not it's not the end of the world. We are caring for you. It's quite hard. I want to give people hope. So my Instagram now is followed by so many people that have MND. It's not just about where the money is going. It's about that I'm just a normal bloke from the general public that's decided to raise money. My mum's obviously my biggest fan of the um, of the running. She she looks forward to the post every day, and that's what I want. But suddenly, I've, like I said, I'm getting all these messages from people, from either people living with MND, uh, relatives that have lost, lost loved ones to MND. I'm suddenly doing it for not just my mum, I'm doing it for the MND community. And it's such a, that, that's another massive motive, motivation. Well, there's there's your reason to, to make sure that you go out today and tick your runoff. Everybody's going to want to know. I don't even know if you've decided yet, but... How are you going to celebrate when you reach day 365? Well, I'm going to get really, 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 really drunk for one. <laughs> and I don't want to count down the days yet. So I haven't actually thought about how I'm going to celebrate it yet because I don't want to get ahead of myself. I've still got a long way to go. But I do want it to be a big day. I want people to, all my friends to run with me, whether you know me or not, come and join me. Let's have a big celebration. I've achieved 365 days. I want it to be a big community of community event. That's that's all I've got at the moment. I don't want to dwell on it and start picturing 
the big day because I'm not there yet. I will think about that and when I'm a month away. But I, I do want a big special everyone get together, like a final push to raise as much money as we can. If um if people want to follow you, Luke, on Instagram, what's your um running accounts handle? Yeah, so my inst- I post all my charity work and my all my runs on Instagram. So my Instagram tag is 5K for MND. That is a number five and a number four. So I post every day um, what day I'm on and, and attach my run to it just so you know I have achieved the five kilometre for that day. So yeah, please go give me a follow if you are listening. <laughs> Definitely. And lastly, the, the theme of Takeover MND this year is Heroes. Whether it's people living with MND, our researchers or our fundraisers, what does hero mean to you, Luke? Uh, I'd say a hero to me is someone I could depend on, someone who looks after me and defends me and cares for me, even when the times are hard or tough. Um, I think I'm just essentially describing my mum and dad here. Um, Perfect answer. That's That's so wonderful. Perfect answer, isn't it? Let appreciate that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you so much, Luke, for sharing your crazy challenge of running 5k every day. We are all cheering you on, especially during these dark, cold winter days. And wish you all the luck getting safely to day 365 and especially resting on day 366. The MND Association are dedicated to improving care and support for people with MND and their families. And we are relentless in our commitment to funding research, which will lead to new understanding and treatments, bringing us closer to a cure for MND. But it's only possible because of people like Luke and the generosity of all those supporting his challenge. If Luke has inspired you today to run any distance or take on your own challenge, then please check out our Takeover MND webpage or contact our fundraising team today. All details will be available in the show notes. Every penny truly helps us take over MND. You've been listening to MND Matters, a podcast from the MND Association. Find more information at mndassociation.org. If you've been affected by any of the issues raised in this episode, contact our helpline MND Connect on 0808 802 6262 or email mndconnect at mndassociation.org.